Hey everybody, welcome to the Ales and Tales podcast. My name is Mike Mercurio, and with me are my co-hosts and beer bros, Ben Perrier. How's it going? And Anonymous Andy. Yes. Anonymous Andy. <laughs> AA. Does anybody else find it funny that your name's AA and you do a beer review podcast? I'm pretty sure everybody finds it funny. Yes. All right, wonderful. <laughs> so today we're doing something a little bit different. We actually are visiting the various artists brewing company here on Elm Hill Pike in Nashville, Tennessee. A local hey. brewery that popped up. And uh, they've been gracious enough to let us hang out with them here in the brewery and bar area. And it is Pat and Jeff. That's correct. Yeah, and it's a kind of a small area called Cityside between Donaldson and downtown. Not many people know that. You know? That's right. I, yeah. not, I didn't know that. You're telling me it's like a newer name to the area or something? Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. The, 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 growing, got a section yeah. off a little bit more. Yeah, they're trying to promote that that vibe uh, as, you know, industrial as well as artistic and a lot of cool things kind of come into this area. Right on. Well, it's a good way to start with this brewery. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 We're, we're the first ones, pretty nice. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So what we're going to really do today is just uh, kind of go over what got you guys into it. Uh, you can tell everybody about your place and, and how you guys are getting into the environment, into the market, what do you guys like, things like that. And then we'll do a couple of samples as well, try some beers and uh, talk about it. First off, what got you guys, what, what made you want to do this? Start a brewery. Mm, long story. Uh, I've been brewing for years, 15 plus, uh, as a home brewer. And um, I'm a I'm a still a standing member to the Music City Brewers. So and Jeff, sorry, are you the home, or are you the, bro, the head brewer here? Head and only, yeah. Head and only, yeah. okay, yeah. good enough. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, so I've been brewing for a long time, and, and Pat had reached out to the club and said, "Hey, is there anybody in East Nashville that might want to you know come and hang out? Uh, I have a little parties and so on and so forth. Maybe serve beer." And uh, we kind of made a connection there, and it went well. And um, it, so that happens, and uh, you know we we do that for a couple of years. And we're making beers and making food, and you know we yeah, sure, we might be able to get something off the ground. Uh, I happen to have had a neighbor at one point in time who was more business minded than we were, and he kind of pushed us in the direction of hey, this you know you guys could do something here, let's rock and roll, and uh, and uh, we you know we started to do that, and he uh, had to leave town to go. T- to another part of the area, part of the world, to do something else. We kind of left Pat and I uh, rocking our own thing, and left us hungry. Left us hungry, <laughs> thinking we could actually do it, right? Yeah. So we had a cool building over in East Nashville that just didn't work out uh, zoning-wise. We jumped through some hoops, and, and uh, oh, eventually the hoops collapsed on us after we threw some money at Adam. And uh, you know, me having this building here. Uh, eventually we were like, well, why the hell don't we just do it here at this yeah. building? Yeah. So what do you mean, you having this building here? Is this where you were throwing those kind of get-togethers? No, that was at Pat's place. This was, uh, I own a tree care company in the back called Full Circle Tree and Shrub. If you happen to need any tree care, yeah. get your card before we leave. This building used to be an accountant's office, and it was a, a shotgun uh, hallway with several buildings. And, and uh, you know, Pat and I were talking about it and said, you know, we, we probably could gut this and, and have a little microbrewery, nano brewery here, you know? Awesome. And, worked out uh, well, I guess. Yeah, and here we are, idea. you know? I mean, it looks nice. Square feet later. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. We had some help from some friends with design. Uh, Kyle Comline, a, a buddy of ours, who cool. kind of helped with a lot of the, the furniture making and, and a lot of the ideas. And then Pat's labor and uh, Pat's cousin's uh, Don. Snap-a-line Don. Uh, Snap-a-line Donowitz. Very cool. Yeah. So you know, it's funny that you, inter- you mentioned the uh, you know the design of the building and everything. That's the first thing I actually fell in love with when I walked in is how this feels, hmm. and it, it feels right to me. I'm, I'm originally from upstate New York, and <clears throat> excuse me, where's an upstate? Syracuse, New York. Are you shitting me? 
No. I'm from a small town just outside of Oneida. Yeah. Yeah, it's Cheryl, New York. Cheryl, New York, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar, so yeah. Oh, wow. That's oh, pretty wild. But uh, so... You guys so, are wearing so the same color shirt right now. Let me listen to your accent a little closer. You look like twins. So, so it's so it's kind of making sense then. So like knowing your backstory, that's exciting because when I walk in, it reminds me of. I don't want it to be snowing outside, but it's it's cozy in here, and, it, and I don't mean in size. I mean in atmosphere. It feels right. Um, you know, I'm tasting a lot of inspiration in the beer from me. From you know, I'm not sure if that's where you're pulling from, but. It's it's very homey and I dig that I dig that vibe here. So wherever you were looking at and where you landed at, I think that that is a, that's a strong um, attribute to your business. It's just how I feel every single time I walk in here. Disclaimer: I'm a regular here, probably <laughs> at least once a week with the old lady. Now, so. That's a that's a fair thing though. We get so a lot. You're, of, you're, gonna, you're gonna do this like a four out of ten rating on the beer then? Is I don't think right? I don't I don't think so. Yeah. We get a lot of people that feel they have that same vibe when they yeah. come in. It's a, it has a very comfortable. It's easy. Uh, it's laid back. Yeah, I like and, it. And the oh, food, first time here. And the food you have is great. Food, food that is makes amazing. Sense. Yeah, food is amazing. Yeah. So do y'all have food every night? Do you have it on the weekends? We have what it do you on do? Friday and Saturday only. Now we try to do lunch it. and dinner. Yeah, lunch, lunch and, dinner. and dinner. 11 a.m. till we're out of food, which is usually eight, okay. eight thirty or so. And I believe you guys would absolutely run out because it is awesome. Oh. Uh, everything I've had has been fantastic. Could be best ribs in town. I would say best ribs in town, and, and the sides are great. I mean, food, the food is rocking. You gotta, you gotta come and eat. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll have to come back for some ribs in. I'm, I'm all, what type of uh, wood do you use to smoke your ribs? Oak and cherry. Oh, cherry is cherry's where it's at. Not enough people use it. My buddy uses that to smoke his ribs. Shout out to Jeff Fugate. They are delicious. Yeah. Mm. I good love the flavor of parts. Just that subtle sweetness, and mm, it's good. Good beer uh, food, too. I'll, I'll, I'll be back mm-hmm. uh, this week, but I'll be back next week. Exactly. Yeah, works out well. I, I do talking about the place. I do really like the fact that it's open. You know, we get to see back end where you're brewing everything. It's all right there. It's nice to be able to see it when you when you pull up. You got the smoker going on the side. It just it feels involved and, mm-hmm. and friendly and just open and inviting, which I really do like. Good. Um, and by the way, no, we are not paid for any of this. We just really legitimately liked it. So there's, they... Uh, we don't have any money to pay anybody. We <laughs> <laughs> can pay in beer. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We do have that. Yes, we do. So, um, so what... You have a lot of beer. That's one thing that really surprises me. You have so many different beer options that you for guys have yeah, brewed. For, for the size of this place. What... What got you to, to, what started you? What were the beers you started with? or What what made you decide to spread out to this level? Is this a comfortable level for you? Is yeah, it's a very, it's actually a very good transition for a home brewer. Uh, it's a small system, four barrel. Uh, the, the changes are somewhat linear, minus some, some hop utilization things. Uh, there's some computer software out there that are, uh, should I give it a some, there's computer software out there that kind of helps you help uh, figure out how to work that stuff. You know, some of the beers I, you know, as a as a beer lover, I fell in in love with pale ales initially. You know, and then progressed to IPAs and everything in between, sours and all that stuff. So, so you're, you're mostly a hophead. Pat, where's your wheelhouse? What do you generally toward to, to gravitate towards? I, I, I more have beer styles that I don't like than styles that I that, do. I think that's a great way to go. That's how we I'm decide where to go to eat. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where yeah. do you not want to go to? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a fan of, of overly sweet, malty beers. Most ambers. I don't know. I just don't have a palate for it. You're trying to okay. tell me you don't like Bud Ice? Well, I love Bud Ice. <laughs> right? I mean, that's a <laughs> classic Bud Ice. Come on. Don't be crazy, Andy. Bud Ice. Got tattoo. 
Shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. sick, dude. Who did that? I did. <laughs> and first, hated. after a 12 <laughs> <left days>. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Like, uh, I'm not a huge guy. Like, the right type of sweet I can do. If it's like a fruited sweet, I'm all right. Yeah, that's, it, like, I generalize there pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah I, I do too. You know, if, heavy stouts I love, but if they get to be a sweet stout, I, yeah. Which is funny. That's where a lot of, you know, me and Mercurio's palates differ is, is you know, some of the sweeter stouts I think you're a little bit more all right with. But then I love sours, and I love torturing him with sours. He hates I'm them. starting mm. to finally grasp Are you? Yes. Lover of sours over here, by the way. I told you, it's an acquired taste. you got to ease into it. You find the right one, the Duchess, and then you just kind of go from there. And I, I, I think of that, that painting, the Vinegar Tasters, mm-hmm. you know, with the three, uh, 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 what is it, uh, Buddha, Lao Tzu, and uh, Confucius, and they're all tasting it, and they're all getting different ideas of vinegar, and you can see it on their face. I get all three of them. Every time I drink a sour, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's Duchess can be a little vinegary every now and again, yeah. too. That's kind of what I told them, anyway. so when we did an episode on it, we, you know, we popped it, and we like, all right, you got to taste it. And then we're going to go go to break. We're going to do a whole other episode, and we're going to come back to it in about 20 minutes. And it's a completely different beer. Yeah. And then sure enough, he was like, you know, all right. And then our buddy Michael Haas hated it and broke my heart because this is before the price of the bottles dropped. You know, it was still $20 a bomber, and now it's $13, $12, $50, whatever. And he didn't like it, and he had about half a glass left and just dumped it into the other beer that he didn't like. And I'm just yeah. going... <laughs> yeah. I would have drank that, but all right. <laughs> broke my heart. Broken. <laughs> that was, I've come to really actually like that beer. I was surprised. But that's what got me into more sour beers. And actually, I've had one of you guys sour here one time. And I, I, I can't say I was like, yeah, but I was, it was okay. I can, okay, I, so I you can, yeah. I am a sour fan. And I think that, uh, yeah, disclaimer, I have had it. I really enjoy your sour. And I think that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're brewing a sour, are you doing a little bit of educating to the consumer as well? Because, you know, it's a kind of a newer newer beer newer category and you know are you trying to be like well this is you know this is how it should taste when you're making it no when we do the kettle sour it's kind of a clean one and we let everybody know that that's a quick turnaround beer um usually throw fruit at it uh, and and it's more lactic it's more lactic and uh focused and the couple sours that we've had on were kind of quick turnaround sours uh plug the bootleg biologies uh yeast program helping us get some beers like in four or five months yeah. so the golden sour we had on was wasn't complex it was tasty i thought i thought it was you know didn't have acetic it didn't have vinegar yeah um but it wasn't as uh it wasn't like a big long-term barrel age thing so we do let, try to let people know what we're doing if it's a kettle sour we want to let them know it's a quick turnaround sour it's a, it's a three or four week beer if it's a long-term barrel age sour we're going to let them know as, as well as with that uh, but yeah, I, I think people should know. They shouldn't be kind of tricked into drinking a, a, a no. sour that's not what, what it should be, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if you haven't had a sour before, don't get tricked into having a sour. Yeah, my, my first sour was La Folie, and that just made my, my mouth pucker. And it was about another year before I tried a sour again. And it took me a little bit, but I finally came around and absolutely love them now. Um, 
So, okay, besides What's sweet, this? malty, what do you not like? Oh, you, you know, else? I mean, I, I only drink beer here now because I only spend time here, and I like it when new stuff comes on. I, I, Variety is the spice of life. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, I'll always go back to, to certain ones. I like IPAs, but I love Pilsners now, and we got a really great one on now. A Kiss from Dick with a good story about Richard Dawson behind it. Which nice. Big Family love, Feud fan. Oh, man, we love game shows from the 70s and 80s. Mass game. In their house. <laughs> Hollywood Squares. I mean, match game. They watch it at work. Hollywood Squares. It's so boring. It's so bad. Gene Rayburn is hot. You guys are all old enough to know these shows, aren't you? Yeah, Yeah, I love Gene Rayburn. I think Hollywood Squares is the only game that ABC hasn't reproduced yet. It'll be coming out, man. It'll be coming. It'll be coming. It'll be Jay-Z in the middle. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And some Snoop. Yeah, Yeah, Snoop will be in there. And then, you know, maybe Bette Midler. Uh, gotta, gotta Rosie O'Donnell. Old, old player. I'm sure Betty White will somehow make her way on that show. Maybe they can get Betty White. So, so you guys do some different stuff, different times of the week. I know you got a Clackers uh, league starting up on Tuesday nights. Yes. For those of you who don't know what Clackers is, look it up. It's pretty damn fun, actually. Oh, is this what this is? Yeah. yeah. Clackers. So. What, how do you guys, what do you do each night of the week? Do you have different stuff going on? I think Specials, uh, Well, we, we have a happy hour every day from 3 to 6, which is a dollar off a selected pint. Um, cool. Which is, you know, some of them are 5 bucks, so a $4 pint is a pretty good deal in these oh, times. Yeah. Especially in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. sure. Seven eight dollars. Uh, Seven eight dollar pints from, from a brewery. Like that's what blows my mind. When you go to the brewery and it's Seven dollars. You're going, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite things. That like, <laughs> you, there's places you go to town to get a growler fill, and like when I get it cheaper from the liquor store from my house than I do from the source, there's something wrong with the distribution or something's going on. It just blows my mind. Like, how do I fill up a, a growler cheaper? Not from the, like I'd rather give my money to the brewery. But when you distribute it, distribute it to somebody else and it's cheaper, I mean, do y'all find that? Do y'all uh, see that? Do you understand that on the business side of it? I don't, I don't you know, I'm just because everybody's business is kind of unique to the yeah, way they true. want to do it. And I get it. There are, there are things that have cropped up on us. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is something we got to deal with. But I don't know. You know, I'm, I mean, we're just starting to, we're starting to navigate the putting some kegs out to get the name out you know like yeah. two weeks ago we got our wholesale license so so pat's been kind of putting some feelers out to where we can put kegs that be strategic to get our name out and, and you know we we want to be appreciated for our beer and the price that buys the beer wants to be appreciated for all the things they're offering so that's just the chain of chain of events and that's so uh, that's just the way it goes and that's how it works and fine so I, have, so I have two things. Um, being a consumer of your product. So you don't sell growlers, but you can bring a growler to various artists and you can fill it up, correct? Indeed. Okay. Good enough. And then two. As of now. <laughs> you mentioned your hero as of now. For those of you who are watching since we don't. As long as you drink that growler that night or the following couple days. Yes. And yeah, the and caveat I, with growlers. Yeah. Yeah. decision just made there on the spot. But our, our tap system is. Uh, the, there's an issue with it where we find that we're pouring out two beers to put four in a growler, just with the way it kind of works. Yeah, you but uh, hopefully there'll be some new technologies that allow us to more successfully package the beer to go. But if somebody wants an at-home purchase of your product, it's possible at the moment. 
Yes. You can sweet they talk can, them into yes. it. Okay. Bribe yep. them with gifts. You bring a clean growler in. We're hoping to have some bottles available soon, possibly to take home. You know, maybe some uh, long-term sours. Okay. Uh, maybe some fun, happy time things that no one knows anything about. Now, when you say, so, when you say long, say that again. Long-term barrel-aged sours. Oh, long-term barrel-aged sours. Yeah, sure, sure, okay. sure. I was saying, like, you take it home and age the sour at home, and I'm like, well, I'll be down for that, too. Well, that, works, we've got some barrel-aged that have been hanging out since we we made our first couple brews. Okay. April. Since April. Since April. And they've just got a little time left, and so they're, they're, they're not complex as much as we'd like, but we, you know, space is limited and we need to uh, yeah yeah we need to we need to use what we got so we're doing our best right on so my so my, my second question was you got your um, your wholesale license that we just said right so self are you gonna so guys gonna self distribute yeah. yeah. we've started yeah I, I think I saw I follow you guys on social media and uh, got got a handle at um, at the Donaldson location uh, homegrown homegrown home home right? right? yeah. 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 wonderful place, right? place yeah very cool Jennifer and Robin and Co great people so what so so what's uh, what's the goal for handles at other establishments right now the plan is to have it just in, in four places because Jeff and I wear a bunch of hats. Yeah, we I both also that. have families that we like to see at least 40 minutes a, a week <laughs> uh, when they're not sleeping. Uh, and we want to be able to handle it and maybe keep it a little more, uh, you know, you got to go certain places to get it. Yeah. Whatever the word I can't think of. Exclusive. Uh, you know, I'm all about inclusiveness. But when it comes to selling stuff, I'm all about exclusivity. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, right product at the right location. Yeah, and it makes sense. And you know, we make we we make uh, small batches of beer, and we can't unless unless where we have beer can really produce uh, business for us back here or, or continue business with the place. You know, it doesn't make sense. We could sell beer in a lot of places, I think, but. We have to be pretty strategic and thoughtful about where we put the limited amount of beer we can put out there. Now that makes sense. No six packs on shelves for quite some time, if not ever. It's okay. That way people have to come here and enjoy the environment. Ideally, that'd be nice. Which, I mean, as, as everybody can probably hear in the background, people coming in and you can see it's a very friendly environment. Everybody knows each other. That's what we got. We have, I mean, the food's good and the beer's really good, but outside of that, you know. People want to have a place to hang out where they know people they didn't know before. And you come in here, if you've been in here three times, you're going to know at least four people when you walk in. Yeah. Either who's working behind the bar or whoever's sitting at the bar. And we have like the clackers and the screw game and the time clock. There's there all this stuff. Cheers 2.0. <laughs> Right, you know, it's a, a little bit. It sounds a goofy, bit, but yeah. get that vibe. You know, you remember people's names because you genuinely had a good conversation with them. Not that the book I had chapter seven said to remember people's names. It's just like yeah. we're lucky a, to have people we like in here. It's a great conversation with one of y'all guys that comes in here a lot, John. No, wait, wait. yeah, Joseph. Excuse me, Joseph. <laughs> John Joseph. Um, good guy, man. Knowledgeable. Yeah, I remember his name. Talk to him. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Guy. I'm lucky to remember your name. Shoot, that uh, uh, Italian guy. Uh, uh, He's talking with his hands a lot. That's all I know. Giuseppe. Giuseppe. What's up, guys? Um, Y'all want to get to uh, try and have some beers? Yeah, let's do yeah, a couple. Sure. Uh, let's do a couple samples. So why don't we do? If you could come up with the two that you think represent you 
the most, or if somebody came in right now and they said, what should I try that's you guys, what really sings to you? Let's make that three. Two. Is that okay? Three? Yeah, that's fine. You're not going to threaten me with a good time, man. I'm yeah, yeah. You can say 13 and I'll be just fine. Well, I think if we make that three, we can come up with a nice hoppy one, a nice round one, and a nice lager one, you know? And, then, okay. and, and they'll kind of get us there. A bonus sour, man. I was going to say, feel free to just deny it. I'm all for it. <laughs> just Andy and I say yes to sour, and therefore Mike says, eh, okay. Yeah, we'll get to see what the face <laughs> the face meter does. So we're going to get the camera out and make sure you get a picture. Right. Sorry, we're going to take a pause real quick while we do that, and then we'll be back in just a moment. It's the first thing you want to do is just be like, hey, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that cop pulled that guy over. I know. <laughs> I didn't well, think it was really weird. Maybe he, 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 he stepped out and he was naked. What was up with that? She was only wearing underwear. I don't know. These, city co- these city side cops got to think about We're going to get him in trouble right off the bat. Um, okay, so uh, we've got four different beers in front of us that we're going to sample and uh, talk about. Jeff, I'll leave it up to you. You tell us where we're going to start. What are we doing? Uh, we're gonna do a German Pils. Um, okay. Everything came out nice. It's hopped with uh, everything with German in it. Hops. There's malt, actual German in it. Yeast. Uh, there was a small guy named Kraus that was swimming around in the in the mash tun, kind of make him, you know, making things move and shake. But yeah. Augustus. <laughs> so what type, what type of uh, hops do we have in here? We did a, uh, a blend of Hallertauer, Middleflu, and Tetanang at the end. So you said everything German, so it's got to have a Hallertauer. Yep, it should, it should have all those. There's some substitutes you can use, and they, they turn out really well, but to, to stick with the actual hops that are used in the traditional stuff, I feel like. Trying to keep that, keep it solid, keep it dry, came out well, we're pretty happy with it. Do you have a name for this one? That one is called A Kiss from Dick. Okay. In homage to Richard Dick Dawson, OG host of The Family Feud, who kissed every single woman on the show. Not on the cheek, but on the lips. Yes. Uh, going around back oh, you know, he was, <laughs> he, was a, he was a game show host, he was a panelist, he was on Hogan's Heroes. I mean, the guy, the guy crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. All right. Awesome. It's, yeah, it's, so, great, it's great to watch that in the, uh, the, the, the 2010s now. You're mm-hmm. one. How? Some <laughs> call him a womanizer, I call him a pioneer. I don't know. <laughs> so, so, it's good game shows. Do you, do you create the beer and then decide the personality of the name, or do you just kind of, is there any relation to it, or is it just like, hey, I've been wanting to use this name, here's the beer, we're going to use it. Both of them. It's okay. Yeah, a little, little of all of this. A little uh, of all of that. That was a... That came that about. Was, yeah, it was going to be, it was a German pill, so I was looking at Hogan's Heroes to try and find a fun name, and I saw Richard Dawson, and it just, regardless, it could have been an IPA, it could have been a stout, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, it didn't just click, it just kissed. It just happened. That, that kiss from Dick clicked <laughs> in my brain. All right. Smell-wise, I mean, it smells like a straight up We were all German on board with that name, for sure. And it's a great conversation piece, which is another thing about coming here. There's always some stupid, goofy thing that will create a funny conversation that makes you feel like you're at home. 
you know, seventh grade is never too far away. Adolescent <laughs> uh, And we grew up in the 70s, so that's just in our blood. Take it or leave it. That's cool. That's one of the things we, we were talking about is how much we enjoyed the names of the different beers. It was really good. Um, so, very, very crisp, very clean smell to it. Yeah. Oh, I like that malt backbone, too. It's good. And, uh, a lot of the pilsners I've had recently have fallen kind of flat. This is still a little robust. It's got flavor. It's got a, it's got a very seltzery back to it. Like, you can feel the, the bubbles, the, the fine, fine bubbles at the very back, right at the top of your mouth. A little more carbonated? Yeah. And if you have some time to get the real pour on it, the three, explain the pour. Mm. Well, there's the, the new uh, Slow Pills Pour. There's a company uh, out of Colorado that's, I guess, kind of re-bringing that back into... I'm not really too sure where it came from, but, but basically what you do is you, you do a, a, a fat pour, leave your glass down, straight down the center, let foam rise, let that sit there for about five minutes, three minutes, four minutes, pour it again, let that sit for two minutes, let that foam rise. It's like the Guinness Plus Pour. It's a long pour, man. It's called Long Pour Pills. And you do that last one, and you end up this gigantic meringue like two head. two inches above the glass. It will not fold over. Oh, And so it kind of awesome. brings the carbonation down. Laces kind of, that glass. It laces the glass. It's, so, it's kind of so unique, and we, we do it here every now and again. All right, so next it's time I'm here, have I'm a lot of patience for that. Order yep. it when you're halfway done with your first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it does, it does reduce the carbonation. It kind of, you know, I think the carbonation has its, it has, it should be there for a reason. Uh, but it's also kind of unique to do one this way and one that way, where the, the CO2 is knocked back. The foam is a little bit more clingy to your palate. It's a it's a different beer for sure. Cool. Yeah. That's very neat. I, I, I have not. I have no idea yeah. about the, the slow Pilsner pour. That's yeah, really look into it. It's, it's pretty I'm interesting. Always, I'm always happy when I talk with somebody about beer and learn something. This is a good yeah. beer. So it's got it's very very crisp, very clean. Kind of nice, refreshing. Everything you would expect from a solid German Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the goal. You taste a lot of like wheat right on the front. You get like the, that grassiness to it. And then it's got a little bit of lemon. One y'all here pick up some weird stuff. Grassiness. That's right. Hey, I can't Hey, my coffee. Hey, beer. <laughs> we have a running guy. I gave this man some coffee sometime. Like, it's my favorite coffee. He's like, I get this and I get this and I get, hey, hey, really? That's what you get from my coffee. Hey, and then I taste it. God damn it, I tasted hay. <laughs> it's probably the third time I brought that up on this show. I just can't get over it. It's stuck with me. That was good. Yeah, that was good. I'm uh, The aroma is excellent. I really do love that kind of just multi weedy flavor to it. Do you guys find it difficult to, difficult critiquing people's beers in front of them? First so, time. We have not had a chance <laughs> to actually <laughs> give a number. I was just thinking, should we do a I'm, number? I'm unabashed. I don't like your beer. I'll tell you. We could step away. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there actually is no wheat in no. a German pills. Well, well, I know. But, but I mean, do you get a weedy dough? Yeah, that's that's part. It's weedy. Weedy was the wrong. That's what I have Mercuria for. Is weedy, weedy was the right adjective. I'm looking for not bready, but bready's not bad. Bready's not a bad thing, you know. It's, it's not. But along those lines, you get that kind of just you know traditional German pilsners are. Carby, you know, they're, 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 there's a thing called you guys know what a decoction mash is. No. So traditional ger- Don't traditional it. traditional German pilsners are they take a portion of the mash, which is the the grains that are embedded with water, and they take a gigantic portion of that, they take it out and they put it into another kettle, and they heat it up and they boil it. For a certain amount of time, it creates this 
thing called melanoidins, which are these giant toast-like characters that you get in beer, like a really great German pills. And then they put that back in, and that raises the temperature, and there's all sorts of things that happen with enzymatic conversion. I don't have the technology to do that, so I do the best I can with what I got. But if you ever have like a traditional German pills, nine times out of ten it's been decocted. Sometimes double, sometimes triple decoction matches. Is that why when I drink a a real German pills compared to most of the local stuff that I have, it just kind of falls flat? Can be, man. It can. can I mean, there's 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 places in, in, in the U.S. that are the focus on making German pills. I'm not too sure if they're doing all that stuff, but traditionally, there's a single, double or triple decoction mash in a, in a light beer like that. It's amazing how they do it. It's, and it's a full day. It's 24-hour day to make that beer. And I've heard a lot of breweries, they, they kind of on their quote-unquote lagers, they'll take shortcuts. They'll actually use ale yeast and, you know, just maybe do a lager in your vice first. You know, is this true lager yeast? No, it's a true, it's a true deal. Yeah, yeah we're using, we're using a, like like the, the Weinstefan uh, yeast for this beer. Okay. So that's that's a, probably one of the more solid yeasts. I think, I think that's my big deal. I'm more, much more of an ale guy, a robust, uh, a stout, you know, something just in your face. So a lot of times I shy away from the, the lagers, you know, your, your German pilsners and such, just because a lot of times I just feel they don't produce on the flavor, but this had a good body to it. It had good flavor to it. I appreciate um, it's it. Got, it's definitely got a lot of flavor. I, uh, really like it. Since we got three more to try, I'm going to kind of jump into it. I mean, most times when it's a style I'm not a fan of, I'll give it two different ratings. I'll rate it for that style, and I'll rate it just on my kind of beer scale. Sure. Um, I think this was good enough to jump into the just, I'm going to give this. Uh, I was ready to jump into it, and I'm like, now I don't know. Y'all are asking, is it weird to review? It's not weird to review until you actually review it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a solid B plus for me. Too low. Way too low. Way too low. <laughs> Again, that goes to the, the loggers aren't my real wheelhouse, so. <laughs> Get him, Pat. A triple plus. <laughs> yeah, it's as far as German pilsners go. I dig it. Oh, if I, I was I gonna it. break out the scale, it'd, it'd get an A for the pilsner. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's, it's. I like. I, I've come to really, really like dry beers, and, and I'm gonna give it say an eight out of ten. I dig it. Everything about it, there's there's a ton of flavor, but it doesn't sit there forever. It's fresh, it hits, it goes away. It's 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 you want more of it. You don't want to you're not sitting there going, ah, I want to get it off of my tongue. In case it's, it's a kiss from Dick, not not a, you know, a whole <laughs> not, not, not a French kiss from Dick. In case we didn't warn you our grading scales a little all over, all over the map. We just kind of whatever no tongue. There you go. So, my, so I've had a couple in um, in this category of beer. I've had some really good pilsners, in my opinion, in the last few years. So my question is, is it is a pilsner a challenging to make, and then b uh, temperamental as far as like when you're brewing it? Now you mentioned, you know, holding on to you know this, a certain batch and doing it the right way. Is it is it challenging to is it more challenging to make than other beers? Uh, time-wise, no. Uh, it do, it, in the brew house, no. Uh, it does take longer to because it's got a lager. There's, there's some sulfur compounds that need to kind of lager out as the yeasts are kind of uh, cleaning up their process. But our, our, uh, we don't have filters. We don't. We're, we're, we kind of have a, uh, a put-together system 
I think if we're getting produced a uh, German pills this good on this system, we're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. So it goes to the keg and it loggers in the keg. Wow. Instead of having a, like a conditioning tank that yeah. most breweries would have, the, the conditioning tank would allow the yeast to settle out and then it would probably get filtered, then it would go to keg. We just let it hang, uh, it goes to keg, it goes into the cold room, sits for three to four, maybe six weeks. We'll keep on tasting it, Pat and I'll taste it, see how it tastes. And then, and then hey, it's time, let's go. It's a rough job. Yeah, But the thing with like a beer like that is, are there, can you go get a good German Pilsner everywhere? No. Absolutely not. That answers your question. <laughs> right. Is it difficult to brew? Right? So, yeah, so, well, that's why I asked that question is yeah. that I feel like it's a f- pretty familiar taste for an American drinker, but that doesn't mean that there's a good Pilsner out there, to your point. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a good Pilsner. Yeah. So, when I'm asking, like, I've been noticing, you know, brewers of your size or maybe slightly larger making a Pilsner, it's almost like your granddaddy's beer. You know, it's sure, what your pops yeah. would drink, and he's not going to think it's too wide in flavor. I mean, mm. I'm not well, going to give my father a sour and expect him to fall in love right. with it. Yeah. But most Pilsners, and if I I don't brew my own beer... Um, if they grow up drinking domestic, it's something along yeah. their palate. But it's, a, it, but it's a better version of that. Yes. But that's what's great about beer. Yeah, that's what's great yeah. about beer right now. Is that there are so many people game to try whatever you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are people wait in line to do whatever you want to try because it's just the best time ever to be a beer drinker or someone who makes beer. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fantastic time. The resurgence of old styles that have come back around. Like earlier, Mercurio, you kind of yeah, mentioned about sours and about being the new thing. Well, I think it's the kind of, I don't want to say the new fad, but it's new in popularity. Sours have been around a long time. You know, Cantillon's been doing it since... I don't know, 1600. People were swinging clubs. Yeah, it's been a long. You know, they've been around, but they've just never been popularized. And now it's more people are brewing. You have this huge craft beer explosion going on, and so people are getting weird. Right, it's a spice of life, like we said earlier. People are getting weird with it and doing some really good things. Uh, It's when you have the ability with with, with our economy the way it is right now. With we're in a great time right now where people are wanting to to go out and do new things and try new things. So you get people getting to try these great breweries and hey, let's see what we can do. We can we can we can afford to try a little bit because everybody wants to try whatever it is we try. Yeah. There's a lot of tries yeah. in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, but it, another great thing about it is hard. that right. uh, while it gets so wild that anything goes, people are coming back to beer that tastes just like beer. Yeah. Beer beers. And that's what that's what we specialize in. And beer beers will never go out of style. We may we, you know we may not be what's hip at the moment. And that's the wonderful thing about beer is like there are so many different kinds and so many people want to try and all this valid and great in the spectrum. But when it boils down to it, it's beer that tastes and looks like beer that's going to remain. I, I think that's what we're that's, that's what we are uh, betting our kids' college funds on. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like so it. to help support the kids' college fund with the sale of the next beer, what do we have? This is the the what is scooter 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 lure. So that that is a uh, it is a four point four percent ABV. It's got a lot of body. It's got a little lemony nose to it. Uh, it's a, it's ba- you know based on a Belgian table beer, a, a pretty well known Belgian yeast. Uh, I think the the, the Belgian is kind of somewhat subdued. We kept the fermentation temperature low to kind of keep that mellow. We didn't want a bunch of 
banana notes, a bunch of, but there's a little pepperiness, a little lemon. Actually, one of my favorite beers we've got on right now. I think it's delicious. It's easy to drink. It's got a raw mouthfeel. Uh, I love it. I think it's a great beer. I mean, for me to say that about one of my beers is to my own horn. It's a little bit rare. He does not. It's pretty. It's pretty rare. If I'm if I'm gonna pull a beer, that's the first one I'm gonna get. For All right. You know. I, I can't tell if I'm a little. Stopped up from allergies, or the, the nose is really light on this. Like you Ooh. said, lemon and pepper. And no, it's, I, no, it's I very light. It's, yeah, it's not dry hop. I mean, it's just a, it's just a, it's a beer that's been, you know, made without dry hopping and all that stuff. So there's not a huge nose. Uh, I think you can taste it though. Personally, myself, I can. Oh yeah, you definitely get some of this kind of. The Belgian yeast is really super light though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's there. You get the the, the hint flavor profile of it, and then it just dissipates almost instantly. Like you goes pretty quick. You don't get that strong stick, you know, stickiness on the tongue that you get from a lot of other Belgians. Mm-hmm. So, I'm very sensitive to banana, and I'm, I'm not a big Hefeweizen fan. But I know it's in the realm of the Belgians. It can be. Yeah. I, I I get a little bit of banana, but it's sure. not strong. But yeah, I, I do get too, it. but I like it. If and you're if you're sensitive and you get it, it I, love I don't banana. ever get it in that in that beer. But if you're sensitive and you get it, I understand. I love it for sure. Benny's but, friend Michelle did too. She didn't like. Oh that. no shit. Yeah, she Whoa. totally. Yeah. And this she, beer? Yeah, she ordered a pint of it and Whoa. totally picked that banana out and gave it to Benny. Yep. Wow. Well, it's, it's interesting. It's because banana is one of those flavors. Depending on what form it comes in, like there's banana. There's fake banana. banana. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. I hate that flavor, man. And it, there's there's that weird in between of like I don't know if you've ever frozen a banana in the freezer. Like we used to do it as kids. My parents would like cut off a half banana and put it on a popsicle stick, wrap it in cellophane, stick it in the freezer, and you eat a frozen banana. It's like the Mitchettburg joke. And uh, no, for those of you like, no, it's, and it, it does. Banana takes on a different taste when it's frozen. Like you get a lot more of that fake candy style banana. Like I see where like the banana now and later since a kid I love them and it's that candy flavored fake banana but banana pudding if they use fake banana uh, uh, pudding they can go to hell um, it's just not right it's not right to tell me and I mean, I mean this and I find it with a lot of times Belgians and, and Hefeweizens when you get that banana profile it's is a little geared towards that candy banana flavor it's not I'm eating banana banana but it's definitely that frozen banana candy banana I don't get any banana from that beer to be honest with you it's but it's, I mean if, if you guys are getting it then you guys are getting it you know it's enough to notice it uh-huh. oh man but the the two primary notes are exactly what you said I get citrus immediately mm-hmm. and then uh, peppercorn after. I don't get banana either yeah it's, it's funny like me and him me and Mercurio disagreed egregiously over some beers of what notes we've picked out of it because yeah. I think you got to be sensitive to, to he's one of those super tasters that picks out stuff that I've never gotten before and then every now and then he'll say something and I just think he's absolutely batshit crazy which I am the, Andy, are, are, you, are you getting banana out of this or is this <laughs> our head or it doesn't make it a bad person right yeah I'm not going to stick on that flavor note I know that this isn't my first choice of what I would order um, but every beer that I've had just like the last beer is a better version of what I've ever had before to be honest with you Nice. Um, I'm not super into the, the Belgian style. The Belgium style. At one point, I was. I would say maybe I evolved from that. But I, I don't. If you've got 13 beers on tap, you don't gravitate towards no, that style. I do not gravitate towards this. But I really enjoy this. You mentioned a friend's name before. 
4.4% uh, ABV. It's very drinkable. Table Belgian? What do you Belgian. call it? You can call it a Belgian table beer if you want to. 4.4. Usually I, they're a little bit less, but that means yeah. you know, we're going to Americanize I mean, yeah. American I think that this, honestly, so um, full disclosure, we've, we've, got, we've got four samples in front of us. Um, probably poured 12 minutes ago. I think that this tastes really good at the temperature that it's at. Yeah. It's good I think that it, it, it's, it's, it's warming up. Huh? Yeah, yeah, with such a up. wide spectrum of beers, it's hard. We can't. We can't. I mean, I'm not. I know that's not what you're saying, but like, I'd love to be able to dial those beers in, like a brown, the English brown, at the right or temp, or something. Come at the right yeah, temp. Yeah. It's like, man, if you if you're gonna drink another one, or if you want one, let yeah. me know ten minutes ahead, yeah, yeah. and I will give you the beer you want. Yeah. But it's hard to. Well, this is to, a great beer, and it's not my it's not my style. Yeah. Um, but I'm into it 100. I I can't think of a better style. I can't think of a better beer that style. That this I've is a perfect beer to pop off, you yeah. know, at lunch for. You yep. know, if you're, yeah. you're not that I do this, but if you're at work and want one on the sly, <laughs> and, don't uh, condone it. Yeah, don't condone it. You know, you got to take care of stuff. I can't be drunk, but that's that kind of good one. You know, you're just on a weekend and you just want that kind of day drinker to kind of get you through. It's light. It's refreshing. It's not too high ABV. You know, got it's enough good. got enough flavor to it to, to sit with the lunch. You know, and, and stand out. It's good. I don't get the banana. I dig it. This uh, this is a good after yard work beer. It's refreshing and light enough that you can come in, yeah. and grab a sip, and you know, relax a little. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think the first two have been you, maybe you bring a guest here and they're not um, adventurous, and I don't think anyone yeah, would have an issue sure. with enjoying the first two beers that we just sampled. So funny you say that. So the, the first couple of times I came here, we did the sampler. The first time, Andy was the one who got us here. Uh, it was Clacker's night, wasn't it? It was Clacker's night. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. The first time, um, your family was in town. It was. It was a. Uh, it was definitely a weekend. I want to say Saturday. We got the last full rack of ribs. We got wings. wings. We got every side under the sun, and everyone loved it. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. It was, it was oh, fantastic. Good. Awesome. But yeah. what was recommended was the sample. And, yeah, it was awesome. And the next time I came, which was Clacker's Night, uh, it was, I did a sampler again. Because you guys have enough different stuff going on, and it's all good. Rare, rare is it that I go to a place where every single beer yep. You are one picky good. motherfucker. I am. I am. Sense, I, have, sense, I, have, right. I, have, I stopped recommending food recommendations to this man because I'm like, oh my god, I love this place. He goes there and he comes back with this critique. So the fact that he hasn't like just torn you a new one on something so far, you'd be glad. No, it's now it's more food than it is beer. No, it's I. I would come here and do a sampler every time and be happy. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and I would recommend that to anybody that came into this place is just do a sampler because. Yep. You're going to go, oh, that's really good. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, oh, that's really good. Yep. To, to echo Mike's point, there's a couple of breweries, which I will not name, where maybe they've got a good stout. And whatever stout they make of whatever season they're in, it's good. Or they got a pal and whatever they do, it's good. But beyond that, it ends there. Yeah. they got 26 beers on draft. If you want to do a sampler, unfortunately, they're not all going to fill out. The only I problem didn't, I didn't name 20, anybody. The only problem is saying 26 beers on draft, anybody who knows Nashville knows exactly who you just called out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's always post. Hey, I think I've publicly called them out on this show before. Who do you so think I'm talking about? Okay. I didn't say that. 
well, they do. They do some stuff that's very well. And they, Pat but, and Jeff remain silent. Listen, hey, I'm no, anonymous Andy. I can say what I want. They're, they're also <laughs> very experimental, and I mean, they put out a lot more than a lot of other people. And it's you know, they 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 hit the balls to try some stuff. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, legitimately, I like some of the stuff I've had. I've had Nashville hot chicken beer from there. Was it my cup of tea? It Was it tailgate? You notice the entire place got quiet when you said that? Well, Because I think that wouldn't make anybody go, what? It was was a little on the strange side. But I mean, there's other stuff they do that are really well. I'm I'm curious to see where their uh, uh, wild fermentation project goes, but... Anyways, we're not reviewing them today, so <laughs> I don't know. Okay, on the on the, on the scooter loot. Okay, scooter loot. I gotta ask, where's scooter looter come from? Where's that name from? Oh, scooters are all over Nashville. The birds, you know, the, yeah. They're great and they're awesome. But Take they're, die on one. They're they're an interesting situation and uh, I like it, yeah. So, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. tongue in cheek. When you, when you hear the name of it, you you think of somebody swiping one, which is pretty funny. Oh, I absolutely which think. Which I think one. I think I think a dump truck should swipe every one of them as they drive through town. <laughs> <laughs> they just loot all of them. Well, if you don't want once about die three times on Stone Cold Sober. It was a hell of a fun time. <laughs> we had a guy in Nashville. Okay, this is pretty funny. We'll tell this and we'll move on. There was a guy in Nashville, Ben. You sent me a video of it driving down I-40 I in the middle video. of rush hour traffic. I took that video, on a scooter. Dude. I know. He's, I was like, what? Because everyone was stuck. He's on, he's, going to he's, on, he's on 40, right? As you're coming into town, you know the overhead bridge has coyote written on it? Yeah, that's where it was. Coming off on Hermitage Avenue. Doesn't even look. He crosses all four lanes of traffic. Like, we're moving probably 10 miles an hour. Yes, he, is, uh, he saw a Bart Durham billboard. He's like, <laughs> injured, why not? I'm going to drive a scooter on I-40. Is that old Beavis and Butthead Bart cartoon? I'm driving run a scooter out in front of a car to get some money. my life in the dumps. Let's go ahead and just uh, sue and be rich. <laughs> All right, Andy, let's, uh, let's, let's start you out with the ratings on that. On that you're uh, you're going to start? Um, let's, let's start. I'm typically a number guy. Um, What's the, what's the scale, first of all? To 10. To 10. I, I do a little bit of the decimal system. Um, Every one of your beers is getting a different scale from me. I'm just going to head and let you know. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't put in any... any don't put any salt toward us just sitting right here. And I, I wouldn't. So, <laughs> so, 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 first thing, like... I really uh, kind of hope I come across one I hate, like... Right. It's that that that, that people say this part of me that just kind of went no not really go ahead sorry interrupt so I think I've already said that if I were to see it on a tap handle it would be my first order but it was a sample and I enjoy it um, that almost elevates my score I, I for what it is I'll give it an eight point one right which is good I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a thumb and a half up. Um, I would absolutely have this at lunch all day, every day. If it was at night and after work and I'm ready to unwind, I'm going to gravitate towards something a little stronger. Yeah. Um, again, I, I like the... Part, part of it was like, it was, I kind of got that taste of Belgian and I want a full in my face Belgian now. And it was just kind of, it kind of got there. But There's for a joke lunch, in there somewhere. Because for lunch, it'd be way too, you know, full Belgian is too much for lunch. But like right, right there. Full in my face Belgian? Oh, yeah. You don't think Belgians can have that just kind of punchy, that, that just distinctive Belgian. Oh, meat. this this is designed to not have that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were really joking about having a full in your face Belgian. Oh, oh it yeah. went right over your head. Uh, <laughs> I got it. Hello. I'm with it. I'm hip. Is that a thing, like a pearl necklace or something that I don't know about? What is a hey, Belgian? Hey man, you said you gave pearl Mary Jane a pearl necklace. I think it's different than a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> 
Oh, oh this is bad. But it may be something like a fool in your face Belgian. Oh. <laughs> now, have you had an Alaskan hey, pipeline? Is what, what, what I'll ask. Say, I'm, I won't I'm explain that. Center. I've just started a new thing. You guys are dirty, man. Let's carry on with the regular All right. yeah. Come on. I'll give it a two thumbs and a toe up. Two thumbs and a toe. Mike liked it. Mikey. <laughs> All right, so up next we have the Paper Helmut. Paper Helmut. H-E-L-M-U-T. All right, so tell us about this one. Yeah, tell us about this one. Mm. I like the aroma of this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, so we had a we had a pretty popular beer. Uh, we called Cityside IPA. It was used with a with a different yeast, and this was a, 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 a somewhat adulterated version that used a clean yeast. We've been kind of messing with some hazy beers, and even though we like other people's hazy beers to some extent, I think we're trying to stick a little bit more clean, a little more clear. And this is a little bit of an adulterated version of that beer, uh, but with a clear, a clear, you know, pale ale, um, Chico type yeast. Not the same beer. It's it's missing a little bit of something, uh, but I think we still like it. I think it's still a good beer. I think the aroma's good. The flavor's good. It, it came out really nice. It's it's really tasty. It smells fantastic. I was gonna say as soon as I put it in my nose, I could tell it was a, a pale ale. You get that? Yeah. Kind of fruity, like passion fruit and citrusy kind of. No IPA. It's actually yeah. an IPA. To and I, I've already yeah. said I'm more of a malt guy than a hop guy, which means I really like this because it's got that. Backbone. IPA hoppiness to it, but it's got the malt backbone that just carries it home for me. It right. makes it smooth, you know, glide easily over the tongue, but delivers that pop of flavor right on the front. Right. Somewhat balanced. It's mm-hmm. not, not like it a is. super aggressive IPA. It's yeah. kind of you get that burst of citrus right against the tip of your tongue, and it just like slowly washes into that bready goodness. Yeah, you guys. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting for you to mention the city side. That was the beer that I fell in love with for the first time. Yeah, so good, um, man. What a great, what a, you know, yeah, once again, for me to say that. Uh, it, was, it was a really tasty beer. Very tasty I'm beer. I'm pretty sure I allowed you, I, I helped you guys, I don't want to say a lot, I helped you guys tap that out because yeah. I at least ordered 20 mm. here and a growler. I mean, and you mentioned earlier, uh, if it was on mic or not off mic, you're like, yeah, if you get in the growler, I drank it within four hours, the whole freaking thing. <laughs> I think that was actually the first beer that I brought to Mike's home. It was on a Sunday. I was like, you got it. Yes, you got to do that. it. I had an empty growler, and I got some. Love that beer. Um, you guys still, uh, I know that when you guys participated in Burger Week to bring the food back up, you had a city-side bun. Did you guys use burger to make a bun? No, city-side burger is what city-side we call it. City-side burger. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That's right. Okay. Cool. So, was, oh yeah, I wasn't sure if that had any play in the, uh, the ingredients there, but yeah, this this smells this smells great. I haven't haven't tasted it yet. I can already tell. It's it's got a very very sweet to me, very sweet sugary fruitiness to it. I smell it immediately. I taste it immediately. It's, it's definitely not a West Coast IPA. It's a little dry, a little more round. Yeah. I, I keep trying to figure out what fruits it reminds me of. It's like, it's weird tropical fruits. I get papaya, passion fruit. Palella fruit. A little bit of mango. We can count it as one. This is now part of our, you know, we, but we still a, go by the food. This is an IPA, correct? This is our fruit. Hey, mm-hmm. correct. I told y'all he'd bring up passion fruit tonight. Mm-hmm. Did you? That's funny. <laughs> 
Well, I was talking about it earlier, and I forget what beer I was talking about, and I said, like, passion fruit, and like, yeah, you never get that flavor of that beer. And I'm like, I'm just kind of just saying. It's, it's got a little bit of a funk to it. IPA-wise, I really like the, the, the fruity, citrusy qualities to it. I'm definitely, I'm definitely more of a New England IPA guy than I am the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, this, is on, this is on that style, but no, minus, yeah, minus the haze. You know? But, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't have that super spruce pine that you get on the West Coast from a lot, from a lot of those. Uh, Super dry. Yeah. You know, the, the dryness kind of brings out some of those characters. Those, they stick in my tongue too much, and I mean, I can have about one, and after that I'm done. Yep. It, just, it coats my tongue, and I'm yep. sticky tongue. I'm all over it. That's really good. I can have two, three of them easy. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna hit it because I love this beer. I, I was uh, waiting. I'm, I'm really, I'm really into this. It's about perfect... Um, you mentioned it's, it, it's not this, it's this, it's a little bit of this. It's it's just every single good aspect of the beer, in Which my opinion. I really love because I kind of felt, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, that you kind of felt the spirit. Like, ah, it's, it's, I like it, it's good, it's just not my best work. And I kind of like that you critique your own beers in that nature. Mm. And you're, honest, honest, you're honest with yourself, and that leads to yeah. brewing good beer. Yeah. I'm, I'm hard. I, we've, I've been having some issues with some hoppy beers here in, in, the, in, the, in the pub. And... Uh, I think I was trying some things I probably shouldn't have been trying, stepping on the grounds I didn't know. So I've backed off of those, and I'm back on track with uh, with what I know. And we've got a double IPA coming up that's got some Simcoe and Vic Secret that's tasting really, really good. It's not on tap yet. Uh, we might give you guys a sip after this is over and done with, so we can you know I can have a little sip before you leave. But uh, uh, it's a little green. It's been in kegs for about four days. I think another four days, and she'll be ready to go. But. We poured a little bit. Pat has said we had some friends have a sips, and they were all like, "Ah, oh, the aroma! You know, the aroma's yeah. back. The flavors are back." Uh, and I, I think I think that I'll uh, I'll maintain what the, what I know and, and and do what I think I know. You so know? The, the cornerstone of Jeff's beer is the the when you get the beer a foot away from your face, you're already tasting it. Yeah, which is fantastic. <laughs> and and I, I was I was I was was I was, I was messing with that. Was I was messing more, with the system that I knew. You know, was it more techniques or ingredients or processes that, that you were unfamiliar with that you think just kind of came a little short? Or? I think it was. I think it was uh, initially. I was trying some things that I, I thought I should be doing, uh, using the fermenters that I'm not uh, I'm not familiar with, and. Uh, Still kind of getting the feel for it. It's still getting the feel for it, but I, I, you know, just adapting the things that I know, going back to what I know, for hoppy beers alone, uh, I think I'm back on track. You know, I think I'm back on track. The, the paper helmet is, is close to where I want to be on, on my hoppy beers. This next one is kind of getting real, real, getting closer to the plateau where I want to be on my hoppy beers, where you you pour it and you're, you know, like Pat said, you're, you're a foot, two feet away, you smell it, you bring it up, you're like, oh, shit, you're starting to salivate, and then you're drinking it, you're like, oh, yeah, all right. So, so this this one here's close. This is close to where I want to be on my hoppy beers. And, and I think... That's a big thing. That's a big thing. Hoppy beers are popular. You want to have good stuff, and if we yeah. we we're what, not on top, forty percent of the market right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, the craft beer market. Yeah. If, if we're not on top of having good hoppy beers, I feel like that's that's gonna kick us in the ass. Yeah, especially in Nashville, where it's, it's mm. that you know. Again, I'm more of a a stout order guy. I mean, it's the summer. I'll still have a good stout if it's on tap. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not shy yeah. of it, but it's that yeah. The IPA is a lot of times your money maker right now. Yep. Indeed, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we got a we got a English brown on right now. I don't know if you, it was yeah, good. I had that. Yeah, it was pretty, I had when I showed up here. Pretty, pretty nice and rum. Yeah, I liked it. It was exactly what I was looking for. Yep. Good. Yeah, you got easy drinker, tasty. 
That's good for a pope. It'd be good for a pope. Yeah, Pat does this thing where he heats up a, a stainless steel rod with a with a flame. We usually do it with a porter, but it'd be good with a brone. You get it steaming red hot, and then and then you take the the rod and you kind of slowly sink it down into the beer, and it caramelizes and it becomes this gigantic foamy mess. Warms it up. And all those sugars it. caramelize around the rod. You pull the rod out, so and you sip it. It's a little bit warmer. Yeah, it's a little bit warmer. The, the foam gets warm. Sugar a little bit. Uh, when are we doing right. this? Yeah, we got to try that sometime. My I mean, foam gets though. warm when I pull my rod out, too. Yay! In the eye. Wow, wow. In the eye. Yes. I noticed the podcast takes a certain turn after a certain amount of beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Because fruit, you got to shoot. You know? well, there's, a, there's a new porter uh, finishing fermentation. It'll be it'll get carbonated soon, so probably three weeks. So I think it'll be ready to serve. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Uh, back to what I already said. I'm not. I will. I was gonna say I'm not gonna sit here. I will sit here and keep stroking you on how good your beer is and everything that you've done. And it, you're not just a, speaking of that curve. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not just a pale guy. You're not just a disc amber guy. You're not just a stout guy. Everything that you produced and your list has gotten longer here. It's been great. I'm looking forward to uh, some winter beers. Just, just out of my curiosity, because I'm like. Certainly, everything they do is fantastic. It can always be fantastic. Well, yes, it is always fantastic. So I'm okay with that. Big fan. So here's the thing. Years and years ago, I forget what year it was. We had a huge snow in Nashville, and everybody in Nashville can't drive in snow for shit. So I'm having to weave out, and I'm driving in. Yeah, New Yorkers. Okay, that's right. My family's from Pittsburgh. So, so I'm weaving in and out of people who are all over the place, and I came all the way down Elm Hill to go to my house because I wanted to avoid the highways. This, if we get a great snow, you guys better be open because no matter what, <laughs> we'll I'm coming open. right by. There'll, there'll be a fire out there. Oh, there. Oh, there. Oh, there. There. Oh, so there's, I don't know if you guys know that that roll-up door there uh, opens up to a side patio. Okay. Yeah. No, so we're looking to enclose that uh, pretty soon so that this winter we'll have capacity for 25 more people. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go sell a 92. That was right up my alley. Um, what was it? 92. 92? Okay. Yeah. It's um, right up my alley for a good IPA. Still got a good maltiness to it. Um, I wasn't really in the mood today for something super in your face hoppy, and that was just kind of got the hop fix in and, and a little bit of malt backbone to it, and that, that was up my alley. So... Andy pretty much gave it the hell yeah, you gave it that. I'm 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 torn and I'm torn because of this. I've been an IPA guy since like 99 2000. And I've started getting away from IPAs in the last year or so because everything is going IPA. And it's not not a diss on anybody's IPAs. It's just my palate has started to go, eh. You just like to be different. You just like to be different and difficult. Possible. (laughs) Devil's end. So I do really like it because it's not overly tangy. It's not overly any one thing or another. It's it's very clean, and I like it. I'm not a big hazy IPA fan. I liked it. It's it's just I'm getting kind of burnt out on IPA. So that's me. I'm going against the the, the, the tide and the trend right now with it, which is okay, whatever. So I, I still think it's good. I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten. Because it's still very good. It's just personally I'm just not as much the first two beers. 
I Much like them better. Oh, I'm, I'm going into. I'm, I'm, I'm finding more subtleties. I'm getting into really subtle stuff more than the bam stuff. And IPAs to me are just—they're immediately a smack in the face with flavor. I think for that same reason, that's why I like this more. Is because there's been so much noise. And that kind of beer. City side, I'd go like 9 2. Mm-hmm. I'd go like, can't think of a higher score for an IPA. This one right here is like 8 8, 8 9. I mean, it's close. It's like, whatever you're doing for those, those IPAs and fellows are perfect. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my question is uh, you mentioned trends like hazy, brute, you know, are you guys brewing anything? Like, the brute IPAs seem to be popular these days. Maybe maybe a question for Jeff, but like you know the hazies, are you guys like you know, introducing anything like that? To... Yeah, he did a hazy pale, uh, and people enjoyed it. It's, it's you know there's a bunch of room in the spectrum of brewing, and yeah. those are just uh, regions we're not interested in yeah. necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Because so we like so to brew, what we like to drink, and yeah, you not that there so aren't great like. great versions of all the styles, and there are. Um, we just like to dial it in a little bit more to what we what we like to drink, which is yeah. selfish, but it seemed to attract a good group of but people. But that also really leads to better beer. Of, you know, you brew what you love, what you really love, yeah. what you want and to drink. it's surely going to be a better product. Mm. You know? So, Jeff, you popped away for a half second. So, you mentioned hazy, which was hip. New England, hazy, juicy, etc. Really hip. What I hear is... What has replaced the hip of that was like the brute, brute IPAs. Have you done anything like that? No. I'm not particularly into it, but I'm just kind of curious. I've had one or two that's been pretty good, and the rest has just been like, eh. Just following the trends. I, I, I'm not a fan of following the trends. I always like what I'm going to like. I was just curious if you guys are looking at that and we're kind of considering like... I think more than not. I think we, you know, I, I did a little jump into hazy, and I, I got out of my element. Um, and I think I'm going to stick with what I know. I'm going to stick in my element and carry on with what I know. Keep, keep it, keep it clean. There might be some haze from oats in an IPA. There might be some haze from from something like that. Unfiltered beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that too. But not, but not, not yeah. straight on shooting for. No, it's not straight on shooting for. Yeah, I think that's that's a great style. I love some of those beers. So, you know, there's gigantic breweries that have been made from nothing to do huge behemoths just because of that style. And, uh, God, I hope they can make something else besides that because eventually, possibly, it may go out of style. Yeah. And they'll have to make a good, clean beer, you know. And, and maybe I'm wrong. And there's nothing against them. I'm not, I'm not shooting anything at anybody. Sure. I'm just saying, like, hey, you know, I'm doing my best to make a great uh, uh, run at a lot of different styles and do them well. And that, that's, that's always been my goal as a home brewer and as, a, as now as a programmer. Yeah, that's difficult you're doing it. I was going to say, I find that very respectful. You know, every artist has their, their medium or their thing. And, and it's good to explore, you know, and find the boundaries of what you want to deal with or what you're comfortable dealing with or what you're great at. Mm. And that's that's good to hear. So I would rather somebody to say, this is my thing. Mm. I don't need to do all of it than somebody who tries to do all of it. The jack of all trades versus yep. master, you know, master of none kind of thing. I think that's fantastic. I think it's, it's I think well said. All right. All right. I'm excited for this next one. Just hold on. i got to get my phone out so I can record your face when you try it. So we're going to now torture me with it. <laughs> sour. Oh, it's, not, it's probably not well, going to torture me because nah, it's not that bad. A, this then. is very accessible yeah. sour. Yeah, so the, the pH is not low at all. All right. It's like a 3.5. Three, oh, wait. Before we dive into this, Paper Hell, oh, how'd you get the name? Uh, you know, we're just shooting the shit, man, talking about stupid phrases that have not been used 
Because if you try to name a beer or name a brewery right now, it up, it's, it's nearly impossible. It's like band names nowadays. Yeah, so, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. have you guys seen any one of you play music before? Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Everything's been done before. Yeah. yeah. There's only 12 notes in a wet, you know. How many harmonies and how many exactly. harmonies come out? Right. How many, how, you know, we've no, got... Nothing new under the sun. We've got a friend that's an ornithologist, went to school for bird stuff, and he's like, I got names for you for days, man. <laughs> we sat down in the garage, and we, he said, you know... And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, an arborist by trade. I know German uh, Latin names uh, for trees. You pull any of that stuff up, it's all gone, man. A Latin name for a bird, it's used for a beer. A Latin name for a tree, it's used for a beer. A Latin name for constellations, they're gone. It's all gone, man. What about a Latin name for a beer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beerception. Start looking up like old Mesopotamian, Mesopotamian words for beer, and you know. Wait a minute. Really, if you what look, if they're done, man? What if beer is Latin for beer? <laughs> you see, like get a board and come up with like random nouns and verbs and colors and start throwing darts. The more you know. So you got that text feature on your phone where it assumes the next yeah. word and you can just click it. Yeah. There you go. Start doing that and you get some weird stuff. Well, I just so we're, text so like we're sitting around joking around and paper helmet came up and we're like, you know. But that was because there was one of the safety, you know, one of the safety initiatives for all the scooters in Nashville, which people have died and gotten brain damage from being drunk and riding them. Uh, and other reasons too, I suppose. Was a paper helmet that would be attached to each of the scooters. <laughs> so, I like it. You unfold it, you put it on, and you're safe. Yeah, not go. sure if it's a device for mess cleanup. Asphalt. Let me figure out which one's going to win that confrontation. That's perfect. Jury's out, you guys. Jury's out. So I have a question before we move on to the next because you mentioned like previous IPAs and then current IPAs. What makes a beer worthy of a new name versus Existing beer on your list, meaning recycling and renaming it the same. Yeah, name? what, what it is is every batch that you produce going to be a different name? No, we stuck with real good time for like two, two the, or three the batches. Double IPA, yeah. um, we did uh, crew the cruiser Cordoba several times. Yeah. Uh, I think it's gonna like we we're talking about fall beers. One of those is gonna drop off. Okay. RGT is gonna take a break. This new one we have. Um, I think it's going to be better than Real Good Time. The new double IPA, it's 8%. It's got a bunch of Simcoe and Big Secret in it. And we took a sip earlier. It was a little green, but still, like, the aroma was, mm, and the flavor was yum. Uh, that's going to be a, a, a good beer. Uh, and then Robust Porter, we've got a Russian Imperial Stout that's in some kegs. I mean, we got one in a, in a, we'll back. We got one in a whiskey barrel. We got, uh, you know, we're just gonna work up, work the fall so, Do you have any flagship? Here are core, like core beers, or is it all ro- rotating? We've, we've got some. I think I think Cordoba Cruiser, RGT, uh, Bobby Short's Pale Ale, which was really yeah. a big hit. And those were uh, seasonal staples. The se- yeah. the staples will change with season. Okay. But I think yeah. just because we have four barrels, I do. I love it. Seasonal core beers. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're, these are our core beers for, for this sure, season yeah. that you'll see next season, but we're going to do some other stuff in the We're, not, we're not putting a spot where we got, we have to keep on producing the same beer, which is wonderful. we got a small system. We can experiment. Hey, there's a great hop out. Let's get 11 pounds and let's brew a beer with it, you know? And awesome. yeah. yeah. Have you all thought about doing any varietals? Or, you know, hey, get a beer that's wildly popular, you know, something like a stout or something that can blend well with different things, bourbon or whatever else, and do, do like a, like a core with a bunch of varietals? Is that in the future or something we thought about or just uh, not? Well, I think we're still trying to get our feet under. 
You okay. know, we're, we're still trying to get stand up and and, and walk. You know, um, I, I think as soon as we get the beer thing and the food thing down and all that stuff, we'll have time. That's what I'm hearing to do is that. a multitude of exciting stuff coming from the brewery. That's awesome. And, ho- and ho- hopefully, in, in one year, we listen to this. And we say, what a bunch of fucking idiots. And we've learned so much since right now. Because, you know, I mean, some of the stuff's going to sound so dumb, but that's where we are. That's just like, that's the reality of our, of our experiential situation. We're five months old. I mean, we're little, we're little babies. We're, we're jabbering about what we can jabber about, man. Yeah. I, think that's, I, think, I think that's a good stage, though, because that's where you get to experiment and try stuff. And you're learning and you're growing and you're coming up with ideas yeah. as opposed to when you get so big. There are no expectations. Here, except good beer and a good time. Yeah. And Which, if we could keep that alive, you can always keep from getting too big, which is always the biggest problem. Oh, well, we can always go for a great beer and a great time. Push it a little yes. bit. Yeah. But you, the, the big fear of the biggest problem I talk about with my clients is the biggest issue is when you own a business, it's, it's, it's hard to stay small. It's very easy to start getting too big. Yeah. You can outgrow things. Do you think that's a romanticism of, I see of success? Or yes. I would like to see that issue come up really soon here. <laughs> yeah. Like within the next couple I of weeks. I accept that challenge. Yeah. You can't be you can't complain you've got too much on your plate if you came to eat. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I find that when you get really, really big, you see a lot of these big, big companies or breweries or anything else, it, it starts getting repetitive. It does start getting bland. There's not the experimentation and the excitement of where you guys are now. And that to me is that's exciting as a as a I won't say a connoisseur, as as just consumer. somebody a consumer. Just as somebody who gets to enjoy coming along for the ride and seeing what happens or tasting what happens. I think that's more exciting mm-hmm. for me. It may not be as exciting for you guys. No, getting no, huge no, might be great. You know, you, I think what you're doing is you're verbalizing our goal. Because our goal is to be able to, to open up that side patio, have a place that can seat 45 to 50 people on a regular basis, uh, maybe bring food back in more than a couple days a week. Maybe, you know, You'd have kind my, of re-envision my wife the, would be thrilled re-envision the brew pub and, and continue the same brewing idea we have already is to continue to change things and not have a, a you know, we don't have a pale ale. We don't have an IPA. We don't have a, we don't have, we don't have five beers that we brew all the time. But we do revisit those beers. We do, we, hey, we well, I just found this great hop. Let's make a, a, a great IPA with this hop. Everything will change uh, just to make it fun, keep it fresh, you know? I mean, right. if we can if we can keep this vibe going and get enough people in here to help us pay our bills, then, we're, yeah. we're, we're, then we win. All right, I got know? the name idea for you. Something to do with the Apocalypse Now Redux. Bringing the beer back into the cycle, change it up a little bit, maybe a little release cinnamon or something. No, that was bad. Okay. Not even the so, right country, but that's because okay. Because this isn't a video, nobody, 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 nobody gets to see all okay. the weird looks that Ben just got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, idea shut down. All right, I think so. he had a sip of that sour. Yeah, right? Not yet, but I'm excited to try it. All right. Let's move on. So. I want, I, want to, I want to get the Mercurio nose on this and see what you pick out. What is this one called? Uh, it's a passion fruit kettle sour. Oh, well, there you go. I bet I'll, I'll get some passion fruit. It's very I don't know. Mild. Past, I really don't know what passion fruit smells like, so it's hard for me to say. That nose is very mild. It's super, super, super easy one to get into. It's not. It's nothing aggressive. Uh, it's meant, meant for you know, more of the local folks. And, not- and the face says it all. Oh. 
Sorry. Okay. So a it's too far. It's a sour. <laughs> a bridge too far. It's but not it's, even but that it's sour though, but it, Mike. But it didn't. It didn't cave my face in. It was very no. mild. Yeah, it's, I can it's handle not, it's that. It's not puckeringly sour. It's, what's funny is the same thing when we were talking about the, uh, the, 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 the Duchess. The first sip of the Duchess, whenever I oh, pour man. that, oh, I swear you. to God, it's like somebody dropped a bowling ball on my face. It just sucks <laughs> my whole face in. And then after that, I'm fine. But it's that first sip. So that first sip of any sour, I'm like, good. And then and that was a readjust. tolerable first sip. It was. Yeah, good. It's not bad. Let's, let's come back at number four. Sour, number sour four. you got the first sip, which is the shock. you got the second sip, which is the coming to realization. And the third sip is when you really kind of can appreciate it a little bit more. You know, it rounds out a little bit. Your, your, your tongue's over that initial burst of just like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And you're able to, to pick out the notes a little bit more. What's funny is for the Andy, nose, I mean, you took it down in one sip, so I'm assuming you liked it. Yeah, I dig it. Um, what you were saying, it it, 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 it it makes you travel. In a good way, it makes you travel with your, with your tongue. And um, I want four more of whatever I just had. <laughs> I'm into that. Um, I can drink I think, a big old glass of this. Correct. I, I think that adding the fruit always helps in a sour. And uh, it, this is working for me. This is this is this is good. This is right on. Yeah. Right. So as far as the nose, there's almost nothing. It's so mild. I, you know, a lot of times when I've smelled a sour, it's like bam. This is really really light. It's like somebody walked a pineapple by my face, like briefly, and that's what I get at. But as far as taste, it's. I have no idea what that is. I cannot come up with anything. It's it's the the, the wild. I mean, it's the yeast. Okay. It's the the, the souring. I uh, there's a lot of. I can't get a single flavor that makes up what that is. But I get like mm-hmm. lemon rind. Like if you were to get the inside of the rind of the lemon, not the outside. Which, the pith. Yeah, the pith. pith. So I get the pith of a lemon. I get some pineapple. I almost get almost no passion fruit. Oddly enough. Did you get a pith from Dick? Uh, <laughs> a, a, a Dick pith? Is that a joke after the fourth sample? Is that what happens? I think so, yeah. A pith from Dick? A pith from Dick. It went from a kiss from Dick for a pith from Dick. <laughs> but it's, talk, talk about clean. Like, after it goes down, it's just gone. It does not sit around at yeah. all. It's, it it's, washes right off the tongue, great effervescent. I like that. That's something I really, really enjoy. Oh, oh, oh. y'all, Brutus Sourheath City likes. That is mad respect right there. Way to go, Mike. Way to go. That is... Uh, if, I was, if, I was, if I was brewing a beer and did something successfully and then also was able to do something similar to that, I would be amazed. I mean, that's, I think that the, the variety is, is, the, is, the, is the big thing to, to drive home is that. Here's what's funny. I wouldn't... After the first sip, the first sip was a sour. After the first sip, I don't even consider that a nope. sour. No, nope. it's not. It's not. There are some that every time you sip, you it's like you, uh, you have uh, to give it a uh, shot. It readjusts your palate to once you hit it, it's like, oh, I dig this. And right. Then you write, for me, I want literally four more of those. It's like a lemon sweet Still, tart without the sweet. I'm in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm in. I did yeah, this. I, right. I, so, I would give that a solid A. Um, I love sours. That is done very well. It's clean. It's crisp. It's got a good flavor to it. It doesn't taste too funky. It's very approachable. Um, I'm in all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a kettle sour on top of it. Yes, kettle so, sour. So what is a kettle sour? 
That's a Jeff question. Yeah. Jeff just stepped away. We're going to find out in a minute. From, from what I think he alluded to before is that maybe it's the size of the batch or it's a little, a little bit smaller. Okay. I, um, I like it. I'll give it an 8 out of 10, which for me for a sour is ridiculous. That's up there. What's your former best sour score? Uh, probably like a 4. Well, the Duchess, the first half of the Duchess was rough. The second half, it went up there. I think it was maybe a seven. Yeah. I don't remember. So, Jeff, so, while you were sipping away, pouring us another beer, there was a question for you, and that is, what defines a kettle sour versus another sour? Uh, kettle sour is quick turnaround. You can uh, you can have it done in 24 to 48 hours. Done, you said? You can achieve the, you can have the, the, the sourness, the, the pH that you want to have achieved in that time. Uh, it's done in the kettle, so what you do is you... Uh, you pitch your lactic into the into the kettle and then hang tight for the time that you need to. Uh, it needs to find the pH that you want, and then you turn the heat back on and kill it off. So you can you I can, you know I can stop at three eight. You can stop at three two. Depends on what the the sourness level you want to have. Uh, and then if you want to do fruit additions, you can take into consideration what the pH of that fruit is as well. Um, so is that just a bunch of mathematical equations you work out on paper? Is yeah, that... I mean, I've got spreadsheets, and no, I don't do any of that shit. Jeff, what's your, what, what's your background? How, how'd you figure that out? Uh, there's, uh, there's a ton of great podcasts out there. Brewing Network, Sour Hour, um, Brandon Jones, Embrace the Funk. There's, uh, there's just a ton of people out there. That Embrace the Funk, that's Yazoo, correct? Yep, yep, yep. Great resource. Yeah, awesome. yeah great resource. They have a they separate do. facility for what they do, correct? It is right down yeah. the road, actually. Yeah. It's right, on, right down off Elm Hill. They hold actually. a great Funk Fest. If you've never been to the Funk Fest, you got to go. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. Favorite brew fest I've been to. Yeah, Brandon's been great with, with sharing stuff. Jeff Mello from Bootleg Biology is a, a wonderful resource. Um, you know, online you can learn anything you want to learn if you've got time to look and learn, man. It's, it's there. You just gotta pull it out, technology, you know? man. Yeah, it's amazing how much there is out there to get. Yeah. All right. Did you give this a rating? I mean, he downed it in one goal. That's a good. So okay, he gives uh, that, it a single goal. That is the rating. That is the rating. <laughs> it's a three ounce sample, one goal, one goal. rating. Everyone knows the rules. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I think you're aware. I said I gave that a solid A. That's, nice. I mean, it's clean, it's crisp, it's, it's delicious, it's easy to drink. Easy to drink, That's it's the approachable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, want, we want them to be approachable. There's certain ones we would want more tart, you know, for the nerds. Yeah. And I'm yeah. under totally, I want, I want some of my sours just to be, you know, enamel. Yeah. You know, I, want, I, want touching, my lip, I want my lips to be sucked in, you yeah. know. Yeah. If you've been, like, you've been to Funk Fest, yeah. after about two hours, your belly's like, Oh, the, the heart, pH is oh God, yeah, the amazing. heartburn and the, is and the rollades come out horrible, you know? yeah. but it's yeah. so good. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I'm out on that. You guys enjoy. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I got I got one last question before I, we go anywhere else with this. I see a bunch of medals up there on your rafters. Any significance to the, the medals? Just homebrew competitions. I got I got nerdy enough to enter my stuff and and uh, and uh, that's a lot of medals. I stopped after a while. I kind of got sick of of, uh, of comments. Winning? You know, that, Is that what you got sick of? I got tired of winning. I got sick of actually the time it took because I got kids and I had uh, you know house and another business besides this and all that stuff. There's a lot of time to bottle beers and all that stuff. Um, some of the judge comments, you know, were really. Uh, they would help you dial in processes. Some weren't really that constructive. 
So yeah, it kind of turned me off a little bit. Mm. I got you. But I mean, I judged a lot. I judged a lot of competitions too. So yeah, that's that's impressive. I saw those medals at first, and I was like, man, that's a lot of medals. I was wondering if it had to do with that. So that's yeah, oh, awesome. awesome. very, very cool, man. Very very cool. Yep. It's a lot about Asia. Yeah, it is. I agree. Yeah. All right. So overall, got- I loved it. Uh, I will be back. Everything here was solidly done. Yeah. Um, we didn't have any that were off. Every now and then you go to a brewery and like Andy, like you said, they do one or two really well. When you have something that just doesn't work, and all of this was tasted. I mean, professionally brewed. Um, I would say if you're in the Nashville market, please come here. It was fantastic. Great atmosphere. Good food. That that pulled pork sandwich was delicious. Great. Um, Thank you. You know, the beer is beer is excellent. I could definitely drink. Uh, haven't already. You know, three, four, five, six of these easily. <laughs> you got to come and eat the ribs. You got to come yeah. and eat the. Well, I told you, I'm all about that cherry wood. Those, those, are good, those wings. Yeah. Oh, the wings. Hey. And you guys are open. Uh, what days and what hours again? We are open uh, seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, three to ten. Okay. Friday and Saturday, eleven to eleven, and Sunday, noon to nine. Excellent. Where can uh, where can people find you guys on social media? Oh, they can find us on Instagram. We can be found on Facebook. Jeff and I are pretty cavemen. We have some folks helping us out with that. Okay. Uh, All under just various artists. Yeah. You can find us at Ten Eleven Elm Hill Pike in Cityside. If you really want to taste the thing, you gotta come in. If you want to taste the thing. The thing. Yeah. That's a that's a tagline. Taste the thing. <laughs> you gotta come and taste the thing. Taste the thing. You can't, you can't taste the thing it's not unless you come here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Hey, well, that's good though. It makes them come here and actually get the full experience. Because that's, that's as important as the beer, or the food, or whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, the whole thing. It's it, there are a lot of things that are equally important in this place, and the people who come in here, mm-hmm. and the music, and the you know, it looks like people built it because it's completely imperfect. And that, that makes it human. So what's funny is we didn't have a million. We didn't have a million dollar budget for someone to come in here and slap a bunch of uh, you know. We had six million. Man. Look what we did with it. <laughs> I like we it. Two hundred dollars and seventy five cents. Hey, you did a lot with it, so it's fantastic. And honestly, what was funny is everybody will be able to tell by the noise in the background as we've been recording. People have been coming in and out the whole time, and, just, and you can see everybody having a ball, so that's great. Um, so, all right. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can find us on the Ales and Tales podcast Instagram page. It is the Ales and Tales podcast. Also, and Facebook. on Facebook at the Ales and Tales podcast. We are on Spotify, uh, Google Play, and Podbean. And Podbean. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear uh, your comments. Comment on any of the pictures. Let us know what you think. And if nothing else, come in and check this out. If you're not from Nashville, if you're visiting, come here and check this place out. It's really worthwhile. We enjoyed the heck out of it. All right, until next time. Rock out with your hops out. Cheers, guys. Appreciate you all coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for your time.